Welcome everyone to the Healing Art of Being You podcast. Today it is Allison and I and we are talking about how to process your emotions, what that means, and what emotions even are. So we have all kinds of fun in store for you today. Um, Allison, would you like to tell us what your definition of emotions are? Absolutely. So basically our bodies can't hear words within itself. The only way that our body can communicate with itself is to kind of neurologically and chemically process the signaling that's happening in our body, right? And so we used to think like everything starts happening in the brain first, but now we're kind of starting to recognize that like really the brain sending signals, the brain's receiving signals, but also importantly, like a lot of people have like, oh, I have a gut instinct or I have a gut feeling about something. Well, that's actually like emotions being processed and felt and signaling being sent from your gut to the brain and vice versa. So we used to think it was like, oh, you have a thought and then you feel a thing and then it goes into your gut and then you feel this thing. Well, you actually feel it there first and then it gets processed to the brain of like, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what's happening. And so basically our thoughts dictate our feelings and our emotions, which dictate our actions, which dictate the results of our environment. And so if we are sitting here operating out of fear, out of scarcity, things like that, then we take steps to ensure that we kind of stay in fear and scarcity. If we're operating out of love and joy and excitement, then our brain is wired and trained to see more love and joy and excitement and we follow those steps. But all emotions, all the entire spectrum of human emotions is universal to all people. Um, Now, I will put one little caveat into this. I am not a clinical psychologist, so maybe there's something in that world where it's like, nope, they don't chemically have emotions like sociopaths and things like that. I don't really know. Not my area of expertise. Um, But for the general population, all of us experience emotions. All of us experience the entire gamut of emotions. And it is... um, without getting into like the sociological views of what is acceptable for certain people to experience and other people to not experience, we all feel all of it. So what do we do when we're actually feeling it? And when we want to move on with our day, like we don't want to be stuck in anxiety. We don't want to be stuck in fear or anger, or, you know, we have all these stories going on in our heads about, you know, you know, I'm never going to be able to get out of the situation or this person just hates me or, you know, um, you know, I'm not good enough or all that kind of stuff and all the emotions that go with it. How do we actually physically process that and then move on with it? Because if we sit in that emotion, as you have mentioned multiple times, we can only hold on to it chemically for 90 seconds to two minutes. So then what happens when we're just stuck in it over and over and over again? And we're like, why am I still stuck in this? I thought I was sitting with this and it just keeps coming back. And like, what do we do about that? Right now, I know in your world, emotions show up much more. um, They can have a pretty detrimental impact. They have a detrimental impact in my world as well with chronic pain, Um, and a lot of fear avoidance beliefs and, you know, fear of movement or fear of what's going to happen. And then kind of how the whole body interprets that and kind of locks down in response to that. Um, and in the energetic side of things, obviously you see it in a little bit different light, but it kind of all works together. We just have to share a little bit on that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So something that I like to tell my clients is that emotions are an idea in the mind and a physical sensation in the body. And so when we are really talking about an emotion, it's not just the emotion, it's actually the feeling as well, which is what you kind of touched on here, that it is a physical sensation from the body. And that is actually an energy being created by your organs, by the tissue in your body. And we have to do something with that energy. Now, what happens a lot of times is our nervous system gets overwhelmed by the stories we've associated with that sensation, like you said, the fear, the anxiety, etc. And what we then have happen is we get into those stories, we get into the logic so that we can bypass the feeling of that sensation within our bodies. As a result, our nervous system's shutting down, we're becoming overwhelmed, and we are, we're not sitting in the emotion, we're bypassing it, so we're getting stuck on this loop this, um, like you are stuck on the expressway and there are no exits over and over again. And a lot of times we think that it is the stories that are the problem. Like that's our go-to because our mind is trying to fix it. We're always trying to fix it and solve the problem. When in reality, the problem is that our physical body our nervous system is like, yeah, well, mm -mm, I don't want to feel that. That feels really scary, really overwhelming. Like, no thanks. We have to be able to do something with that physical sensation. And that often looks like crying. It looks like moving the body. It looks like breathing. There's a reason that when you are saying you're having like a, you know, super emotional episode and you're sobbing, well, we have that kind of like <sighs> breathing that happens as a result, right? And your body is trying to physically change the chemistry of the hormones and everything that it's feeling. And we have these beautiful brains as humans that oftentimes get in the way. And it's like, ooh, don't cry. That's embarrassing. Don't let them see you like that. Don't start breathing quickly. They can hear you. They're watching you. So you get in more emotions, right? You get more stories about the way that your body is actually trying to help you physically process what you're feeling. And so you shut it off. You shut it down. When that is actually what we need the most is to have that release and that expression of it. So I talk a lot with my clients about allowing that release and understanding that sitting with the emotion allowing your body to feel the emotion and then moving that energy through your body is not what's going to lead to you getting stuck in it and being unable to get out of the anxiety or unable to get out of the sadness or the sorrow. What's going to lead you to getting stuck in it is when we try to bypass it with the stories in our mind that are a lot of times I don't, I, I have used the term self-sabotage a lot over the last few years, but in reality, it's a lot of self-protection. We're trying to protect ourselves from the sensation in our body. So we go to these stories in the mind and these stories in the mind are what lead to that pattern being stuck and us just being stuck on that expressway where there are no exits. Mm -hmm. And I think that we all have kind of our go-to icky emotion that still feels most comfortable, you know? And so it's oh, yeah. like, 
you know, if you don't feel comfortable with fear, you might make up a story of anger or sadness instead, instead of recognizing it for what it is. If you feel more comfortable in worry and anxiety, then you're going to take ownership of a situation that is not in your control so that you can feel the anxiety associated with it because you're more comfortable with that than you are the fear of the outcome of the environment you can't control. And so it's really, it can be kind of sneaky and, you know, our brains again, trying to come in and, and really try to tell a story and piece together things that are happening just to align with what we already know, we already understand so that we feel a little bit safer. Absolutely. To be clear, this is also about positive emotions as well. It's not just negative emotions. So a lot of things that I see with my clients is having the inability to feel joy, excitement, love, all of the good things that we want to foster in our daily life. Our bodies are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. At some point in my life, I have associated joy with fear. I've associated excitement with being let down, with despair, with sorrow. And so our bodies are like, hey, now you're real excited about that uh, soccer tournament you're going to go play in. And guess what? At the same time, your body doesn't feel safe being in the energy of excitement. So we're going to use some self-protection modes And we're going to go ahead and bypass that excitement and go right into the anxiety. And then you start to have that physical manifestation of the anxiety. So your stomach gets sick and you suddenly are unable to even play in that tournament. You traveled all the way there, but you're not going to hit the field because your body is like, yeah, no, mm -mm, this anxiety, we can't handle it. We can't handle it. When really you were excited about what's going on, but you don't have the framework to be able to cope and handle that positive emotion and your body feels more safe in the lower vibrational frequencies because that is the framework for your patterns and what you have found to be the most safe, if you will. Yeah. I have found for me, I can tell when things, when I'm trying to bypass, um, when I'm getting to a point, cause I do a lot of gratitude practices. I kind of, I work on gratitude like every day. And if I am having a hard time chemically and physiologically feeling gratitude in my body, I'm like, okay, I'm bypassing stuff. There's stuff here that like, I need to process. There's stuff here that I need to just sit with and exist with in order for me to feel gratitude, because I'm basically trying to ignore these things. I don't want to feel and just cover it up with gratitude because gratitude feels so much better in your body than fear or feeling unwanted or feeling unloved, like anything like that. Gratitude feels way better. And so it's like when I try to band-aid my life with gratitude and I cannot physically find it, I'm like, okay, you've hidden long enough. Let's go ahead and take an examination and see what we need to look at here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it can hurt. But the reason why this work is so important, why feeling emotions, processing emotions, understanding what your body is telling you is that first of all, there is the intuitive aspect of guiding your life, you know, like your inner wisdom 
if you're ignoring the inner wisdom, you know, and it can be hard sometimes to be able to tell what is my ego trying to protect me and what is like my, my highest self guiding me, you know, those can be hard and you mess up a lot when you're learning. Heck, I still do. And so, and and people who've been doing this work for 10, 15, 20 years still mess up. And so not mess up, but like you go in the wrong direction and then find out like, oh, that was my ego coming in to try to protect (laughs) me. Like I see that now. Absolutely. But then on the more physiological side of things is we hear all the time with chronic illnesses, every single chronic illness you hear out there, Worse with stress, worse with stress, over and over and over again, worse with stress, worse with stress. Because chemically stress, there are stress hormones in our body. We understand that and those get released. And I I want to say it was Steph Duffy who talked about this back in that episode we had her on, where she was basically saying we are physiologically wired to protect ourselves. And so when we are in a high stress environment, our high stress environment, I always tell my patients, it used to be that we were being chased by bears, right? You yep. get chased by a bear, you either get eaten or you get away. But either way, it's a it's an incidental moment. It is not something that lasts forever, right? So our body kicks up all these stress hormones so that we can act and we can do something to survive and get away. Nowadays, but then you run and you sweat and maybe you cry or maybe you scream or whatever the case is. And our body uses up that stress hormone. And then, like I said, we're either eaten or we get away. And if we get away, we just we relax, we move on with our life. And we're like, okay, I'm no longer being chased by a bear. Now I can go try to find food. Now the stressors never leave. And we are in a relatively sedentary lifestyle. Even the people who like go and like crush it at the gym for an hour a day. That's an hour of movement a day. Whereas like our bodies were intended for constant movement, low level all day long. That's how we were built. And so we have, you know, the, the school projects and the traffic and that meeting for work and have to peel in the groceries and this kid can't eat that. And that kid won't eat that. And Oh, by the way, I forgot to schedule my own appointment. And then I need to do this. And I had to get that blood work and Oh, the blood work came back and that was a little off. And what does that mean? And let me check Google. And Oh my gosh, now I'm going to die of cancer. Right. Because everything comes to that. Right. So we are in the super elevated stressful environment on a daily basis, given no opportunity to run from the bear or to fight the bear, or to do anything to utilize this stuff that's in our body, these neurochemicals, these neurotransmitters. And so then it just sits there and it's like, well, we got to do something. We're here to do something. Why don't we go ahead and kick on that autoimmune disease? Why don't we go ahead and kick on those, you know, cells and not let them die out? Why don't we go ahead and make wreak havoc on the body? Why don't we go ahead and basically mimic progesterone and start messing with sex hormones. Why don't we like all these different things? And now all of a sudden we're noticing these body breakdowns because we don't know how to process emotions. And so then we go to the doctor and they're like, we need you to take this medication, this medication, this medication. We're going to do this exam. And also it wouldn't be a bad thing for you to reduce your stress. Okay. But how do <laughs> right. I do that? What go see a counselor. Okay. The counselors have three to six month wait lists. Okay. Yep. So what are we going to do in the meantime? Right. I just want to add, even to take it on a more granular level, we have, we're talking about people with physical disease. What about getting in the shower, getting in the shower, feeling your hair fall out? That can be incredibly traumatizing. Going to the bathroom, having breathing, right? Like it's, it's not just the external things 
that can trigger these emotions and create this dynamic within your body. It's also just living for some people. Their existence creates this dynamic. And so it is so important to figure out a way to process these emotions because if not, just existing is going to be overwhelming your nervous system. So it's not just running from a bear, right? It's also like waking up in the morning and getting out of bed. Yeah. Like I have had patients who have called me from the toilet having a panic attack because they're afraid they're going to ruin their surgery because they're constipated, right? Or they've been told they cannot push or else they're going to ruin everything. Well, I'm sorry, but you have to have a push effort in order to have a bowel movement. That's how mechanics work. So in the doctor's very, very valid attempt to help the patient protect their surgery, they have unintentionally put in this massive level of fear around just like having a bowel movement. And so like that happens multiple times a day, multiple times a week. And so like you said, just existing can be highly scary for some people where they're just like in this constant state of elevated stress. So the question then is like, what do we actually do about it? So I work a ton with my patients on physically processing the emotions that they feel in their body, because it's all well and good for us to handle the pain while you're in a flare. But how do we then utilize that internal knowing within our body to keep ourselves from going into the flare? Now, I am, to be very clear, not a substitution for psychology counseling, any of that. They utilize those techniques. And all I do is I bring in the physical component so that they can marry those two sides together. Yeah, you're a bridge. A bridge, Yeah. So what I do with my patients is that I will first teach them how to do attention check. So that's the first thing is just understanding what am I holding in my body? And this is something so, so simple as every two hours, basically take 10 seconds to tune into your body and just let go of whatever you can let go of that is not required for the current posture you're in. So for me, I tend to be a butt clencher. I've had multiple broken legs. I've had multiple broken or multiple torn ACLs and surgeries and lots and lots of surgeries on my legs. So there has been this learned pattern from me of like, your legs aren't strong enough to hold you. Your glutes need to do it, right? Well, over time of being a glute clencher, then I was getting chronic back pain because my butt was tight all the time. I was not able to unwrite this pattern. Okay. So even in standing still to this day at 38 years old, I still have to, I had to rewrite a pattern on top of that, that says tune into your glutes, let go of your butt. And when I do that, my body, my body instinctively checks in now with that and lets go of any extra tension that I have in my glutes. And I don't deal with that chronic low back pain anymore. Everybody's got different things. Some people are jaw clenchers. Some people are toe curlers or fist clenchers or their shoulders are up in their ears, or they just hold a lot of tension in their low back, or they squeeze their legs together all the time. Or their stomach. They hold their stomach tightly. Suck your stomach in. Yes. Yes. So for, for the first thing is the super, super easy thing just do a tension check where you just kind of tune into your body. What am I holding on to that I don't need to be holding? Now, if you let go of something and all of a sudden your posture starts to drop and you start to kind of crumble in on itself, well then, yeah, that tension you had there was necessary in order to hold the posture that you had, right? So this is about taking, getting rid of the extra that we don't need. So that's the first thing I do is I teach people how to get really good at that. After they feel like that's kind of integrated really well into their body, then we go into that um, like physical processing of the emotional symptoms, right? So here's what I do with that is I will have them lay down and I do this 
every single morning. I tune in to my body and I'm like, what do we need to process today? You know? And sometimes there's nothing. Sometimes a lot of times I wake up and I'm like, I'm feeling pretty great about life. Like this is great. Let's just move straight into gratitude. Other times it's like, yeah, you have kind of a pit in your stomach. There's this thing that's in playing in the background. Let's talk about that. Right? So I have people lay down and just let go of whatever they're able to let go of now that they've been kind of brought back into their body and they can feel some of this stuff relaxing a little bit better. Then the cue is to, you know, bring to mind a, an emotion or an experience that you've been having recently that you would like to process. So maybe that is, you know, challenging relationship. Maybe that is, um, you know, you personally feel like you are not reaching goals that you want to reach, um, whatever the case may be. Right. So you think about like that thing and then you think about, okay, what are the emotions that I'm feeling associated with this thing, right? What are the stories that I'm telling myself about this thing, right? Is that I'm not, I'm never going to get there. This person doesn't like me. They don't trust me. Um, I never follow through on things, um, you know, anything that like that. So whatever the thoughts are that you're having, and then you identify what is the emotion that I'm experiencing with this. And then you tune into the body where physically am I feeling this emotion and what does it feel like? Is it tightness and compression in my throat? Is it heaviness on my chest? Is it a pit in the stomach? Is it back pain? Where in your body do you feel that? And you stay with that feeling. So you just examine it. You don't try to run from it. Sometimes people like to... um, describe it to themselves. It feels like white hot fire. It feels like a heavy boulder. Um, some people like to give it a color or, you know, personify it. It feels like, you know, whatever, I don't know, whatever it is, but you describe it to yourself, you experience it and you sit with it. Now here's the hard part. This is the part that gets people stuck in loops. When you have a thought, you have multiple emotions tied to it, right? And so Let's say I'm just going to make up an example. Let's say that you are um, going for a promotion and you are feeling a pit in your stomach because you don't think you're going to get it. Right. So the thought is so you're experiencing um, anxiety because I'm not I'm not good enough for this promotion. Right. Well, associated with that promotion is other emotions outside of anxiety. And then it's like, but I'm I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling um, nervousness. I'm feeling inadequacy. You know, you start labeling all these different emotions associated with it, but then those different emotions are associated with other thoughts. And I also feel inadequate because I didn't get the house clean the way I wanted to. And I'm not, I didn't get that carpool set up that I still need to do. And, and then now all of a sudden now you're spiraling into different thoughts, which are bringing in different emotions. So that's when we can get kind of stuck in it. So the goal is when you're like, okay, I'm going for this job promotion and I'm feeling anxiety because I don't think I'm going to get it. And then when your brain goes, because you also didn't get this and you also, no, no, I'm feeling anxiety because I'm going for this promotion and I don't think I'm going to get it. I'm feeling anxiety. Anxiety is what I'm feeling about this emotion. I feel the anxiety in my chest. It feels like heaviness in my chest 
It's anxiety because of the emotions that I'm feeling towards this job interview, whatever the case is, but don't let yourself stray to the other things that your brain wants to pull in. Because going back to what we said earlier, your brain is looking for confirmation. So it's like, you do feel anxiety because you're not good enough for this. Cause you also weren't good enough for this. And you didn't do that. And you didn't do this and you didn't do this. No, no. We are processing the anxiety over the fact that you're worried about this promotion. That's it. Because once you physically process it and you stay with it for two minutes, now you can pull in a different one. I am also feeling anxiety towards the fact that I didn't set up the carpool. Okay. I'm feeling anxiety because I didn't set up this carpool, right? I am also feeling, so you process that. I am also feeling shame that I didn't do what I needed to do as a parent. Okay. I'm feeling shame because I didn't do it and you stay with it and you follow it. And sometimes it spreads and dissipates. Sometimes it becomes a lot more focal. Sometimes it just stays the same thing the whole time until it just kind of goes away. But you sit with that emotion until it feels like it's gone. Then what I like to do, and not everybody has to do this, is I think about, okay, what would I rather feel instead? What would I rather feel about this, this environment instead? So back to the job permission. I would rather feel excitement. I would rather feel wonder. Like, ooh, I wonder if I'm going to get her. I, I, that'd be cool if I got her. I'm excited to find out, you know? Whatever the case is. So let's pick excitement. So I'm going to say I would rather feel excitement about this. What are the thoughts? What are the stories I need to tell myself? I'm going to tell myself, like, that'd be really, that'd be really cool. I wonder if I'll get it. Like, I can't wait to hear about this. You know, like that's the stories I need to tell. And then you start to say like, okay, what am I feeling in my body when I do that? Ooh, I kind of feel like butterflies in my stomach. I kind of feel like a lightness in my chest. I kind of feel like the weight of the world has been lifted. Okay. So now we have processed the motion we didn't want, the one that wasn't providing us any benefit to now we are able to shift into kind of like a, a emotion that we want to be experiencing more and the one that's probably going to be more productive for us because if you're excited going into the interview, you're probably going to be more your authentic self. And if they want you, great. And if they don't want you, then it probably wouldn't have been a great work environment, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of showing up in fear and then just like saying the rote memorization words that you think you should say and becoming this robot and saying all the stuff so that you get the promotion, but then now you're stuck in this job that makes your soul feel like it wants to die, mm-hmm. right? Like it's much better to be that authentic self of yours. So I think that the hardest part that I had with all of this is when I realized that I could process emotions and then I could bring in a different emotion, I kind of didn't feel like processing anymore. I kind of was just like, let me just bring in this other emotion. And that is where things got really bad for me, where I had to then go back to basics and say like, no, no, now you're trying to run from the emotion simply because you've learned how to bring in different emotions. That is not helpful. So the processing component really is huge. If you're finding a hard time shifting into that other emotion, chances are you haven't processed the emotions that you have with that scenario to begin with. So that is... The physical processing of emotional symptoms. So to break that down really quick, number one, learn how to get back into your body. Do tension checks, feel out where your body's holding extra kind of hidden tension that we don't need simply so that you can bring awareness back into your body. You can utilize that technique for the physical processing of the emotions. Then you're going to get yourself into a nice, comfortable state. Think about the scenario that you want to examine. 
what is the emotion that you feel with that? What are the thoughts that you're telling yourself to make that emotion feel true? And where are you feeling that in your body? What does it feel like? Sit with it, describe it, and stick with that particular scenario. Don't allow the brain to go straying into and trying to pull in other components. After you've processed that emotion, what is it you'd like to feel instead? What are the, the stories you have to tell yourself to make that feel true? And what do you feel in your body with that? So that is how I work on physically processing emotions with my patients. Um, do you have anything you would like to add to that? Um, I just that I think I love all of that, everything that you said. And in addition to that, I feel like talking a little bit about what physical needs have to be met in order to allow that emotion to really be released and move through the body because it can be some even overwhelming right when we're in that moment of surrender and trying to bring awareness to it when you are able to have that awareness and see it come up in your daily life when you're being activated when you're in the carpool or what whatever the case may be moving your body and allowing it to use that energy is so important. So I think a lot of times what we, we talked about before, right, is when you're feeling that anger or that rage, screaming into the pillow, punching the pillow, holding your body weight against the wall with your arms and pressing as hard as you can, super beneficial, crying, letting that release out, right? The screaming, I feel like, is a huge, huge portion. Running, taking a little sprint, even your kiddos, right? Which is like one of my favorite things about your family is like they're so aware and they have this I bet that's like, no, I need to move my body because right now I've got to get this stuff out. And knowing that that doesn't, there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually a wonderful, wonderful technique to be able to move that energy through so it doesn't get stuck and we don't feel trapped in the energy of what our body is feeling with the story that we are identifying exactly i completely agree i completely agree um all right well we hope that this was super helpful for everybody um we know that we spend a lot of time working on processing emotions and we hope that the rest of us can as well because when you can process things you can much you can have a lot more clarity on what's really going on you can put those stories down and not make a whole bunch of assumptions that you know, rule your life in just the wrong direction of where you want to yeah. be going. So, um, we hope this was helpful. Um, if you have other processing techniques that you love, or if you have anything you want to share, please feel free to chat, feel free to reach out and share that with us because uh, we would love to hear. We're always here to learn how to grow and and learn, and we really appreciate that. So. That is everything that we have for you today. If you have listened to this, you find it to be helpful, please share it with those that you think it would be helpful with as well, um, which should be everybody because we all have emotions. Um, and then let's all just continue to keep processing those emotions so that we can keep uh, nourishing the soul, healing the body, and expanding the mind. We hope you all have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time. Bye, friends.